hello, 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 and welcome to the Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I am your announcing host for this evening, Ryan Long, joined by my friends, not the quarterback, Chris Sims. Hello, friend. Hello. And my buddy Seta sitting to the right of me. How's it going? How you doing? Uh, I'm living the <laughs> How dream. How you doing? It is draft week. More importantly, this is Ooh. right now as of recording the day before the draft, and I am pumped. I could not be more excited, except if the only thing that would make me more excited is if it was tomorrow and it was draft day. Yeah. One more sleep. One more sleep, they say, right? One more slumber. One more. It's, it's, it's less than a fortnight, as the kids like to say. We are planning our schedules. Isn't a fortnight like two weeks? Technically, I yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it is. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure a fortnight is like a <laughs> Do really I long. look like somebody that knows things? <laughs> <laughs> well, for your health and for your knowledge, Chris. A fortnight is two weeks. Okay, so next time when I'm talking to my girlfriend, I say I'm going to be gone for a fortnight. Now I see why she gets pissed off at me. Yeah. Yeah. Or she probably thinks you're going to play some video games. No, I, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I've been trying to find Juju on there, tell him what I think about it, you know, <laughs> but you can't find him. But NFL draft tomorrow, fantasy football implications coming to light. I'm as pumped. You guys are pumped. People listening are pumped. And I don't know what's going to happen. I'm pretty excited to see. Now, one thing I can, you know, let everyone in on here, if you know, if you haven't already seen it, head on over to our Instagram account and our Twitter account at Hitstick Fantasy because we have been posting all three of our top five pre-draft, the way we're ranking positions before the draft. So if you want some names based off of talent to kind of keep your, you know, your eyes on for tomorrow and Friday night, that could be a good place for you to get some names. I agree. Go there. Now. Now, who's going to, I mean, are I fully, do we fully expect Jacksonville to take the full two minutes to decide they're going to take uh, Justin Fields? The full 10 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> the full 10 minutes. That's what they do. Every first pick, it's always, they take the full time. We know who it is. We're waiting totally for number two to come totally just Justin up. Fields in there. <laughs> you didn't even notice. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, so, do you want to start talking the draft or do you want to, let's bring up real quick Teddy Bridgewater going to. Real quick, real quick, before we get into any news or anything, I just want to give a quick shout out to Miss Jordan for hooking us up with some awesome t-shirts. Um, we're going to be posting a picture on our Instagram later and tagging her in that. So if you guys have any apparel needs, make sure to hit her up at all things Jordan on Instagram. These shirts are awesome. Probably one of the most comfortable shirts I have. So yeah, very excited about that. Thank you for bringing that up because I am wearing this awesome hit stick fancy shirt right now as we are speaking. And I have to say, it's probably the most comfortable shirt I've ever worn, so you should probably find a way to get yourself one. I'm a little jealous. I've not gotten a chance to put mine on yet. <laughs> you will one day. Uh, but yeah, Teddy Bridgewater going to the Broncos. For a sixth-round pick. For a sixth-round pick. Throws a little monkey wrench into the whole quarterback rankings going into the draft. Does it really, though? Eh, I mean, I would have assumed that whoever they were taking at that ninth pick, probably a quarterback, was going to be day one starter. Now that kind of puts a hindrance on it. I mean, Drew Locke is still there. Yeah, but honestly, here's the real question. I, I Honest question I pose to you guys right now. Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, if you're a Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, or Noah Fontwater? Because I prefer Teddy Bridgewater. I think I would too, but I don't like either of them yeah, for but, fantasy football-wise. But I've seen Bridgewater utilize. I've seen him make Robbie Anderson good. I've seen him make DJ Moore good. Like I've seen him do it. I've not seen Drew Locke do shit. No, I think Bridgewater, all he really does is add maybe one or two more wins to their total Fair team-wise. I don't think it does anything fantasy-wise. But we're here to talk fantasy football and the draft, so do you want to start with some quarterbacks? Sure. Well, I mean, tell me what we're starting with here. We are going to start with, we all made our rankings of quarterbacks, and we have our dream spots where we wish they would land. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, number one consensus, 
Do I even have to ask? Uh, I, he is number one on my board for the quarterbacks. Um, ideal spot. Is there really an ideal spot if we know the spot? You know, I put out a tweet the other day. Wait till you see Russell Wilson get shipped to the Jaguars for that 101 because <laughs> that's coming. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, I mean, dick. and the whole point of this is, you know, we're going to talk about landing spots that really focus on the landing spots is basically what I'm getting at because this is, you know, where this is a match made in heaven. Where do you want to see this player land? This player lands. It's the picture perfect spot. This player's fantasy value is officially through the roof and you cannot wait to snag him in your rookie drafts or in your redraft leagues at a value. So that's the main thing that we should be focusing on here. But yeah, I think it's pretty clear that we know uh, Trevor Lawrence is a Jaguar, whether you like it or not. Yeah, Jack, uh, Trevor Lawrence was projected as the number one pick when he was a freshman in Clemson. Yep. So he's been ready to go number one. He's a stud, five-star, just as good as like Andrew Luck, any of those guys coming out. I'm very excited to see Trevor Lawrence come in and ball out this year. It's essentially Andrew Luck 2.0, where we knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time of who got that first overall pick. And it's... It's done deal. Now this is this is going to be interesting because I'm pretty sure number two is right off the rip where we have a difference. I'm sure it is because I have Justin Fields number two, as do I. I love Justin Fields. I do. I I I, I don't want anybody to think. It I sounds think like negatively. you're about to let me down. But I have Zach Wilson at number two. <gasps> Ooh. I love Zach Wilson. I love him. That's what did you watch his pro day and then just fell in love with him? I I mean I I did watch his pro day. It was pretty great. Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> or did you just hear the Jets excited. were going to take him? I, you know what? And you know what's crazy is that everybody is raving about the Jets taking him, but that is not confirmed. That is something that is absolutely not confirmed. I, I do fully believe the Jets are going to take him, but it, it could be they could throw us with a curveball. But that is one of the reasons I do like Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson fits the mold of a great quarterback that can play for the Jets. I love his gunslinger mentality. I love the way he will just – he's accurate with his passes. I, I think he has a sneaky, underrated arsenal. I like Denzel Mims. I've highlighted that. I like – you know, I don't – Jamison Crowder is not a bad outlet for especially a young quarterback to utilize. I don't love Corey Davis. We've talked about that. But he's not a bad weapon to have. I, I like Zach Wilson. I think And I think the coaching staff there is really going to turn things around. So this is where I come down on Mr. Zach Wilson. I think he has some potential, um, but – you know, so there's a couple of red flags for me, and one, his lack of competition and how great his offensive line played while watching that film. He was playing in a clean pocket almost every pass I saw him throw, and that's not a bad thing against him because if he had pressure and he made a dime throw, that's, you know, okay, that he looks good there. There's just something to think about. Um, he plays, when I watch him play, he plays very similar to an Aaron Rodgers, a Russell Wilson, a... Pat Mahomes, someone who uses their mobility like an improviser to, to, to not, you know, move the ball down, like to not run the ball a lot, but to then Extend move the, the ball down the field. And throughout all the film I saw was a very, very weak arm. And that's what makes me so nervous. You know, everyone was very nervous about Pat Mahomes. They had crazy skill sets. He could throw the ball 80 yards down the field, but, oh, it's not an NFL style. I don't know if that's going to translate to the NFL. And it did because he has the arm strength. I saw a lot of ducks and a lot of receivers coming back to the ball when watching Zach Wilson. So I'm I'm projecting him to be the biggest bust of this draft. Where do you go ahead? Well, I was going to say, and I, I'd be completely lying to you guys if I didn't say this has been a flip flop thing for me. But if you, I mean, it really just depends on the day of the week. If you talk to me on Wednesdays, I'm Justin Fields over Wilson. If you talk to me on Fridays, I'm Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. I love both. All right, where do you have him in your rankings, Sato? 
So I have him out of my top five because I don't think he's going to be a starter. Wow. In the I saw that when he sent it to me. Yeah. So my my fifth quarterback is, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about because I don't know how relevant he'll be this year is Kyle Trask from Florida. And I still think he's a project. He has a lot of potential, has some gifts, but still not, you know, ready to go day one starter or anything like that. A lot of project quarterbacks in this draft. There's a few. There's definitely a few. So, I mean, let's uh, let's just move things forward here. You know, there's not too much to talk about landing spot wise. It's pretty much projected. We're going to see probably more than likely we're seeing Wilson in, in a Jets uniform. Let's talk about Justin Fields. Right. So, Ryan, where do you want Justin Fields to go? As of right now, because I when I did this and I put him like in my head where like my ideal spot, I also try to put it in a reasonable spot. Like obviously my ideal spot would be, um, man, he goes to Tampa Bay at thirty two, which I saw somebody mocked that, and that's ridiculous. But that'd be awesome because Brady will be done in a year, and then Justin Fields can inherit a great team. Ideally, with the realistic expectation, I think Denver would be perfect. Even after this Teddy Bridgewater news, son of a bitch, those weapons there with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Noah Font. And Melvin Gordon on the ground, they have a decent line. And, you know, when they're not injured, a very pretty good defense. That's a pretty well-rounded team picking pretty high. If they got a quarterback like Justin Fields, who he's my second in rankings, and I would I, I could argue for first, but Trevor Lawrence is just a prodigy. I think Justin Fields is so talented. Now, I have a question to raise to you. Just out of playing devil's advocate, because Denver, okay, we're talking Justin Fields. My dream landing spot is Pittsburgh, but that's that's not realistic. I was thinking realistic, and realistic Denver was the one that came. I would love him in a 49ers uniform. You give a – I don't under – it, it, it's mind-boggling to me that Kyle Shannon is not all over this kid. A 4-4-40 time, and he has the arm strength and the arm talent to utilize all of his weapons. He would be the perfect fit for the 49ers, but for whatever reason, it seems like they're not interested. So I, 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 I bypass that. That's the clear answer for me. Yeah. But I agree. I like Denver. But we have seen a long history of the Denver front office completely fucking up being able to mold quarterbacks. I mean, everybody, a majority, I bet you, if I asked both of you, you guys probably liked Drew Locke coming out of college. I didn't. I didn't, like, hate him or anything, but he was, what is he, a fourth-round pick? Fifth I can't. Pick? No, he was a first. He was a back first. I'm Drew Locke? Sure. I thought so. I do not believe so. We'll double-check later. I can later vet that. And, yeah, vet that while I think about this. But that's my point, though. Are you? Would you have concerns about this coaching staff and this front office being able to mold him because they have failed on a lot. They have failed on reaching on dumb quarterbacks like Paxton Lynch and whatnot, like Brock Osweiler, Brock Osweiler over like they're, they're dumb with quarterbacks. But if you get a blue chip prospect, like Justin Fields is like Justin Fields was the best quarterback in college. He was neck and neck with Trevor like, Lawrence from high school. Yeah. Like the only thing that kept him from starting in Georgia was Jake Fromm was their golden boy. You were right reason. by the way. Second or no, you weren't because you said fourth. he was a second round pick second 42 round pick. or 42nd overall pick. Yeah. So like, Drew Locke was never really going to be the super answer either. He was just a crapshoot. If they took a quarterback like Justin Fields at nine, that is you're putting your chips there. And Justin Fields, I think, leaks talent. Like, it's just dripping off of him. He can run. He can pass. He throws it on a dime. He has the arm strength. His biggest concern right now, what is that epilepsy report that came out, which I, from what I've seen hasn't affected him yet, and, like, football-wise. So, yeah, I'm not going to knock him for that. Nine at Denver, especially with their weapons, fantasy gold for me. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate that. Um, my go to would be for him to go back home, stay in Georgia, and head to Atlanta. And I think that that team is you know in that in this weird stage of you know they're picking really high, but they still think they can compete and you know go for a playoff push and stuff with Matt Ryan and the aging Julio and Calvin Ridley's a young stud up and coming. But 
I think that that, you know, skilled position group would be perfect for his skill set. And if they start to hit another, you know, turmoil, Matt Ryan's pretty much on that team for the next two years, almost guaranteed. But, you know, after that, give him some chance to learn under that, you know, former MVP. You can hold on tight. Man, he'll light the league on fire after that. I don't hate that I at like all. that a lot. I, I would love to see him in Atlanta with all those weapons. Exactly. That, that'd be great. Uh, do you want to move on to QB3? Sure. All right, uh, I'll start with mine again, and you guys can react to this as you will, because I imagine this is not the same for any of us. I have Mac Jones as my QB3. Interesting. I I think he's my four. No, actually, I think Trey Lance is my four. And my ideal landing spot. Because my three is Justin Fields. My ideal landing spot is where he's projected to go by, you know, everyone's reports now, even Adam Schefter, which I'll take that over anyone's word, and that's to San Francisco. I think with that... He's that short throw, like that perfect accuracy type of guy. He can run that fast pace, quick, get the ball out offense. And I think that that'll best suit his attributes. Yeah, I got Mac Jones at number four in my rankings. I think he's he's a solid um, you know, prospect, but when I mean prospect, I mean he's okay to go right now. You can you could probably plug him in if your veteran quarterback goes down or, you know, you have something happen, but I don't think you're gonna see him progress very much. So I think what you're what you see is what you're gonna get. Um, so I think he's gonna probably go to one of these teams that is just gonna fall by the wayside. I think Detroit is gonna be one of the biggest ones, Ooh. but I still think personally he's gonna go three to San Fran. Yeah, but ideally that's my. What, where would you ideally have him? Honestly, I don't. I don't really like him for a fantasy like aspect wise for his career. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him. I wouldn't mind seeing him go. This is taking out my personal preference of being a Browns fan, going to Pittsburgh. I think they have a decent stability of an organization that can build, you know, a quarterback without a lot of skill sets up, you know, by building around them with defense and with, you know, an offensive line and a run game if they can develop that. So that would be his highest chance of career success, I think. Okay. Yeah, and that, that's completely fair. Now, for me, um, fantasy, I, I pretty much agree with majority of what you just said, Ryan. I think the best place for him to go without a doubt, is Atlanta. I think, or not Atlanta, um, the 49ers. I definitely think that is going to give him the best chance at being fantasy relevant. Um, if you're looking at, which by the way, just to uh, highlight really quick, his real name is Michael McCorkle Jones. It's something that we need to talk about. You know, All right, well, he's Mc- going to be McCorkle from here on out. McCorkle, that's his name. <laughs> Mr. McCorkle. <laughs> Mr. McCorkle Jones. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him Go to New England. I think that that, and I know that's the, I know that's the cop out. That's where everybody's throwing him at. But I, I want to see Belichick get his guy, and I think that's Belichick's guy because I want to see what Belichick does with his guy because I want to know was it Belichick or was it Brady? Because everyone's saying it was Brady, but it's not really fair. Brady left that team like the Joker walking away from the building blowing up. Like the building was the Patriots. It was blowing up. There was nothing there. They brought Cam, a sham of what Cam Newton used to be and threw it on the field. And then he got COVID and it got terrible. So I want to see Belichick get the player he wants and I want to see what he can do. Now, unfortunately, with what's going on with San Francisco, what's probably going to happen is we're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo back in Patriots uniform. But well, Decent segue into my third-ranked quarterback, Mr. Trey Lance. Ooh-wee. And my ideal landing spot for him is the New England Patriots. When I went back and started watching a lot of film on Trey Lance, he just reminded me straight up Cam Newton. He wasn't a speedy guy like Kyler Murray running around the field or anything. That dude was a man running Derrick Henry-style counter traps, running right up the gut, and he is a big dude with a big arm, and I think if he can 
they can design that offense around Cam to be somewhat successful, give Trey Lance a little bit of time to learn, he can just, boom, run right in with that double tight set, power run game, great defense, perfect for him. Yeah, I, I definitely can't hate that. I think that, you know, we did see Belichick have a lot of success with that, like, that mobile quarterback system. So it would be interesting. It definitely would. Um, Ryan, what do you think? Uh, Trey Lance, he's hard to gauge. He's my QB5, so I, I like the prospect of him. But trying to gauge a landing spot for him to be would be weird. Like I would love him in Atlanta. That's my because of weapons. That's my spot. But realistically, he's definitely not going to go that high. So maybe like a Raiders type of situation where he's got some pre- like decent weapons around him, guys with high upside, and you so know you, you based. So you want to see him go somewhere where his potential can never get fully utilized, and you'll just be aggravated about him for the rest of your life. No, I didn't say I want him in the Jets. That's what Gruden does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this guy could be fantasy relevant. Let me let me get another quarterback to share reps <laughs> with him. That'll be good. No, ideally, I want him to go to the Bears so I can laugh about it for five years. <laughs> you guys want to? Uh, is that all you got on Trey Lance? Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Do you want to move forward to a different position here? Uh, yeah, because Wilson was the only other guy on that list, and I've already we've already kind of you guys have slandered him and you know trashed him, and right. maybe I can't wait to talk shit to you guys on that. And Let's get to the, the heart of this conversation. Let's talk some running backs. Let's talk some running backs now. RB1, I, I don't think this is consensus. Okay, time out. Hold on, time out. Before we even get into this, you guys both just all of a sudden just like, yeah, you know what? We could have draft Najee Harris. He actually sucks now. I didn't Who say he sucks? said he sucks? He is the clear-cut number one back in the uh, clear-cut Nope, nope. I'm pretty sure it says right here on my list. Travis Etienne, number oh, one well, most well, talented. What do you? What would you? Would you? Would you look at that? It, oh. it says it on my list too. We even both just wrote Etn. Yeah, well, I'm not spelling that full <laughs> name. Fuck that. There's too many E's and T's and N's. I know how to spell shit. So I think that you guys were listening a lot to me last year on the style of running backs I like. So I, I appreciate. Don't ever listen to. So you. I appreciate you guys <laughs> taking my advice <laughs> on the pass catching running backs. Um, however, there's one issue with NTN, and this is the biggest red flag I've had. Well, the biggest issue is, is you just called him NTN. Well, who the fuck is that? It's ETN. Same thing. Who cares? So you get who I'm talking about. N is not an E. It's not and so my biggest thing with him is he is going to show tremendous value in fantasy when he's catching the football. Um, you know, he should be an okay runner, decent runner enough, but he's going to show tremendous potential catching the ball. However, he cannot block to save his life. And a lot of the times, even though the NFL is changing every year and getting more and more, you know, guys ready to go, ready to play, ready to play, still to this day, if you cannot pass block, you're not getting on the field in the passing downs. And regardless or not, if you want him running the routes or if you want him pass blocking, he's going to have to build up that style, that, you know, respect and relationship with his guys and his quarterback and his coach to have the confidence to put him in there on third down when he may need to pick up a block or when he may need to catch the screen pass and get those three yards. And I don't know if he's going to get that opportunity. If he can develop that skill and turn into a pass blocker, he'll immediately jump up to that one or two guy. But until that point, I don't know. I'm worried about it. That's that's an okay concern yeah, I to have. Tank. Like, I, I mean, that's honestly, that's the only thing stopping me from having Chuba Hubbard up in my top three yeah. is the, the pass block. But I think that ETN's fine with this as a pass blocker personally. Now, Seto, where do you want him to go? Uh, so that's kind of a tough one. I don't know if I would like, I kind of want him to go to a, a team where they already have a, a solid runner. So he's not dependent on to be that like every down guy. So I think do that's you where like the his, hype. 
right now because there's some hype that Washington's looking at him. I saw that. Um, I wouldn't hate that, except for I think Antonio Gibson has a similar skill set of catching the ball in the backfield oh, and, being ex- and being explosive and stuff. So, honestly, I think my favorite one, honestly, I, I see, I, I just, I, I was going to say Pittsburgh, and I don't think Pittsburgh's going running back. So, I'm not going to say dream landing spot for any of these guys is Pittsburgh. I think my dream landing spot for him would be Seattle. Ooh, that would be spicy. I I like that a lot. I, I just want to throw something in your face since we're on it for a second for both of you. Do you guys remember last year? This is a good time. It's a good time. Do you remember when you laughed at me for having Antonio Gibson in my top 36 and then he finished in the you know top 10, basically? Yeah, I remember. Just wanted to throw it in your face. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So do you guys want to hear my spot? Because it, it's 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 a little spicy. Go ahead. It's, a little, it's, it's spicier than the mighty spicy sauce in McDonald's. I'm embracing it, and I'm going full into it. I let's let's do it. Let's run it up. Let's sign me up. Let's do it. Travis Etienne is a Buffalo Bill. That's the first spot I have written on my no list. No shit. To God. <laughs> I saw because I saw the I, I literally I saw like the report that the Buffalo Bills were eyeing him, and for my first my immediate thought was, fuck no. No, 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 no. That's the worst landing spot for a running back. No, 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 no. I don't want nothing to do with that. Josh Allen's the goal line back there. No, 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 no. But then I thought about it, and I really let it simmer. And I literally, It's actually a good spot. You give him a weapon yeah. like that. And if they use first-round capital on him, they are going to use him. And you put him in a high-powered offense like Buffalo. You let him get those dump passes that he's going to get because the defense has to game script for Josh Allen. They have to game script for Diggs. It's going to leave a lot of open field from today. And we have seen pass-catching running backs. What have we been saying nonstop for the full year? Who's the best running back in Buffalo? Whichever one gets the pass-catching work. And that would be Etienne. I, I actually, my other spot, I would love to see him in the Jets, in the, in the New York Jets uniform. I have a big minus next to his name for the Jets. Yeah, well, fuck you. For Jets reasons. Uh, for Jets reasons. <laughs> I like him for Buffalo the same exact reasons as you. I want another weapon on that Buffalo team. I think he would become the clear-cut guy immediately after walking in. And that's my first-round dream. And then I wrote down two second-round dreams, too. Jacksonville, pair him back up with uh, Trevor oh Lawrence no, why would you in do the that? second round, or Dude. Atlanta. Dude, that's a James Robinson. We, I would love we, Atlanta. We talk about James. Robinson. I got it. I got another person that I w- I'm going to talk about in Atlanta, but I, I would not. I would not be mad about Atlanta. Yeah. So that's those are my dream spots. Uh, do you guys want to move on to the next guy? I, well, so Seta has this guy at one, and we both have a different number two. So we should probably talk about the guy Seta has at one. Who do you got, Seta? So my number one is the best overall, um, best all around back. He can catch. He can run. He can block. He can do anything you want. Mr. Najee Harris out of Alabama. He is just an overall stud. Anywhere you put him, he's going to be great. Um, I know a lot of people have a little bit of um, fear thinking about Alabama running backs. And honestly, I'm in that same boat. I got burned by T. Rich. I got burned by Lacey. I got burned by Jacobs. I've always hated I hated him from them, those days. <laughs> I, I was saying, how did you you have to draft somebody to get burned by them? I don't think you drafted Josh yeah, I th- Jacobs. I think those guys gave me the hate for Josh Jacobs. But the difference is you know, the, the style of running Najee has, as well as how dynamic that dude is out of the backfield. I don't care how big he is. He can catch like a tight end or a receiver, and he's just so dominant and a perfect running back for today's NFL. My dream landing spot, Miami. 
Because he'd be the son of a bitch. He'd be the sole guy. He can help out Tua with the checkdowns, and he will be that you know number one power runner for him. And I think it would be perfect for him. There. Yeah, I I can't argue. I I have no knock against Najee Harris, the talent wise. I think he yeah, is. It, it, I think he's the best quote unquote running back. You're right. I think he he doesn't lose yards. He's constantly charging his head, beating people down. He's I'm not going to say Derrick Henry esque, but that type of runner that just just give him the ball and let him bully around. My knock against him, why I have him as third on mine, just a little you know, teaser, is he's 23 years old. The other guys are 22. We're talking like dynasty in my head, so I'm like, I'm going to go younger, I think. And he had, on an Alabama team, it's really hard to kind of gauge guys for what they really are once they enter the NFL for fantasy purposes. Because when you're on an all-around juggernaut team like that and everyone is so talented, everyone plays better. Everyone around you is better, and you're, every team you're playing against is worse. Like, that's just what it comes down to. Yeah, so fair. I think E.T. or uh, Najee Harris for a dream landing spot, I think I have to agree with Miami. I think that would work out perfectly for his skill set. Or even, like, not fantasy-wise, but just, like, for career-wise, I think Pittsburgh would be a good spot for him, too. I would not hate to see him in Pittsburgh, being the resident Steelers fan here. Now, with that being said, the Steelers are not my number one um, spot for him. We, I know, a little bit of a shocker. Uh, we don't have them all consensus number one, but we do have them all in the consensus landing spot. My spot was also Miami. I think it's a it's a match made in heaven. They want a bell cow back. He fits that mold. He has pass catching ability. And me having him at three, I mean, shit, I had a literally a small talk episode last week where he was the number one overall pick. It's not a knock on Harris. It's just a compliment to the other two guys. I love Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is going to be a phenomenal running back. He's 6'2", 230 pounds. He fits the mold of a three-down back for sure. Yep. And with that first-round capital that he's probably going to get, you're going to see him get opportunity. But, yeah, Miami's the best spot, in my opinion, for him. So, uh, right. going forward here to our – it's uh, mine and Ryan's number two. Uh, Seta, where did you have Javante? I can't remember. I had him number three. He was very close. Okay, though. so we're all pretty similar here. Uh, Javante Williams. Now, I think he's pretty similar to Najee Harris in a lot of ways. A great all-around guy. He can do it all. Very good. Smart with running, always finds a good hole and powers through everyone. He is a year younger. I think that's why I have him as second. Because again, fair. I'm dreaming dynasty here. So where do you want to see him? I keep saying Miami with all these running backs, but this for him, I think Atlanta. That would be great. That would be nice. Because he's looking like a day two kind of guy, and realistically, I think he'll go pretty early. Those day two running backs tend to go earlier in that round. I think Atlanta would be a pretty good spot for him. Are you ready to hear my spot? What? Javante Williams, dream landing spot, Pittsburgh Steelers. You get him in the second round. That means they took an offensive lineman with their first pick in the first round, boosted that offensive line. You're looking at a guy that had the most, bro- the best broken tackle percentage in all of college football last year. And my favorite part about Javante Williams on anywhere that he goes, period, it, regardless if it's Pittsburgh, that's I, I think that's a great spot for a running back. And I think you know I think it's underrated, like, the way people are perceiving it. Yes, that offensive line has some issues to address, but here's the best part about Williams, no matter where he goes. I have seen Javante Williams be successful in a committee. Let's not pretend like Michael Carter wasn't right next to him tearing shit up last year. I have seen him put up phenomenal numbers in an RBBC. So that's why, and that is why Javante Williams has excelled into my number two spot because I just, I love the talent. 
Sato, where do you want to see him go? So for me, I think Javante is one of those guys like Najee that can be like an every down guy. He's a touchdown machine. He had like 48 touchdowns last year or whatever it was. And uh, no, it was like 19. So it, it seemed like it was way I more. didn't even question it. I just believed yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, I was like, yeah, yep. that, that sounds about right. Yeah, probably I think seems had, legit. I think he had like 18 or 19 rushing last year. So it was honestly crazy. Um, so I'm looking at a team who has no guys in sight and who are young, developing. And I could see a second round pick by the New York Jets um, going to them. Kind of like that hard-nosed guy, power-running guy, can you know ease off for Zach Wilson. Um, so I kind of see him going there, and I think that's going to be his best um, you know, landing spot for opportunity. I would mostly. love that. I would love that a lot. Right. Uh, do you want to talk about Seta's number two? Because it's a little bit shocking. It is very shocking. Yeah. We're going to talk about Trey Sermon. Go ahead, Seta. All right. So <laughs> Mr. Trey Sermon, I, I so a lot of people, um, you know, uh, including myself, I, I remember the name in Oklahoma, um, but, you know, he played on committees in both Oklahoma and at Ohio State. He had his best games of his career in the last, like, few games he had with Ohio State. And those are against some of the best opponents he was facing. So there's a few reasons why I think Trey Sermon has the possibility of being even possibly the best back in this draft. And it's just his run style. His run style, when I see him and when I'm watching the film, I see Dalvin Cook. I see Nick Chubb. I see a guy who doesn't worry about a hand on his hip, a hand on his thigh, someone grabbing on his jersey. He's just moving through, eating, breaking tacklers, and it's just so smooth on the field. If he can develop slightly with that catching ability, which doesn't even need to be much. I mean, when you talk about Nick Chubb, he doesn't catch the ball that much. He, that's all he needs, and he can be an overall stud for, for a team that's wanting to focus on the run. So where do you want to see him? So my dream landing spot for him, let me see where I had him. Hold on. Keep going. Like, keep talking. I, I have a spot. I can, I, I'll go. All right. I'd love to see him. And I mean, I think you made some, I do like Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon is in my second tier of running backs with like guys like Michael Carter, Kenny Gainwell and um, Chuba Hubbard. That's the four. That's my four second tier. I would love to see Trey Sermon as an Arizona Cardinal. God damn it. Ryan. <laughs> God damn it. I you, agree. Unfortunately, you pair him up. That was literally the one I was looking. At. I was like, I think I was. I think it was the Cardinals, but I couldn't remember. So I was like looking back. As you guys can all tell, we clearly did not rehearse this together beforehand. We <laughs> all three came in here like you know we just hit each other up like pick the best spots and we'll just all show up and sure shit they're the same. But put him there with James Conner and Chase Edmonds because I like Chase Edmonds to maintain anybody that thought Chase Edmonds was going to get that full role. Role that it's it just wasn't going to happen. So no. when you see Chase, he's going to still have his flex value. He's still going be utilizing the passing game a lot but I like him in Arizona because James Conner is not in my opinion a good running back anymore I think he's been worn down he's been beat up I don't trust him to stay healthy he can't handle they, a full full, full workload anymore <laughs> he can't, f- 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 can't f- 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 <laughs> Bobby Boucher over there mama said mama said Trey Sermon would be good in Arizona well mama's wrong again except she's right she's right this time that's the point, though. I think James Conner gets hurt. They didn't. They signed him for nothing. His contract was dog shit. I mean, I realize it was a good con. It's a good amount of money for a real person, but in the NFL, the contract that James Conner got, I think it was like one and a half or two and a half million. That's a dog shit contract in the NFL. So I think there's room for Sermon to come there and take over as the lead guy and be the Kenyon Drake of last year, which, despite not totally being perceived, was actually very fantasy relevant. Yeah, definitely. And you know, the last thing is like. We always look at these guys who are going in the first round. Like, for example, last year, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and, you know, those guys who, oh, first-round guys, he's going to be the best in the class. And normally that's not the case. When you get, when you look at a guy like Nick Chubb, 
drafted in the second round, came from a committee, had some injury history. Dalvin Cook, drafted in the third round, had some injury history. Now those are some of the top guys in the back or in the NFL in the backfield, and that's all I see when I see Trey Sermon playing. Yeah. Dynasty startup today, Saquon Barkley or Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. I've been burned so much by Barkley, so I'm going Chubb. Yeah. And I've agree. had him on my team for like three straight years in like so many different leagues. Outside of a running back being taken like in the NFL draft, like within the first 10 picks, it's pretty much a crapshoot with any of like the first two or three round guys. Like they'll all be good. The fantasy value wise pretty much remains someone will leap from that position. But if you're a top 10 guy, you're usually the number one in your class. That's well, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think that I mean, Barkley was a top 10 guy and I think Chubb's better than him. I think Chubb has always been better than him. I, obviously, I didn't feel that way the first year, a rookie coming in. But what is Chubb? Chubb has outplayed Barkley by a lot, pretty much almost every. I mean, you can't count the rookie right. when he didn't get on the field, but every but single you can't year, count every other year when Barkley's been hurt. I yeah, mean, I mean, and two also like just the whole running back by committee thing. Like Sony Michelle was drafted, you know, very high, and that was the guy in his committee. So yeah. you know, it's it's not always. Well, he was only know, take, he was like three or four picks ahead of Chubb, I mean, like back end first. But mm-hmm. same with like Rashad Penny, like back end first. Nothing. There, it's it's all kind of been nothing. Yeah. So uh do you want to move on to the next guy? Yeah, let's do it. Um I have Gainwell as my fourth. Oh, that's right. You do have yeah, you do have it. Gainwell's my number five. Gainwell's your number five. And he didn't make set as top five. He was close. He was close. And this is just like me getting high on Antonio Gibson like all over again. <laughs> it's the same type of player from like a, a He's the same school. He's same literally school. Antonio yeah. Gibson like old you, committee person. You were just you're are you a running back? Are you a wide receiver? What do you do here? Why are you here? Now, what if it goes like every other year and it goes Daryl Henderson, but <laughs> Antonio Gibson, great. Gainwell, but. No, I think, you Gain- know, like who knows? I think Gainwell, he's got a lot of tools, man. He can move. He can catch, obviously, if you're so, playing at wide receiver. And where he's going to be drafted, like there will be some primo teams he'll get a chance to be on. I saw him lay out Micah Parsons when he was pass blocking, and that <laughs> literally almost made me put him in my I top do line. I love his blocking ability. He's I he's a good all-around guy. Just played for like a not top five school. So my dream landing spot for him, I've got two here, Miami, Arizona. Similar, yeah. Uh, see, I, I, I was keeping them all different, I, and I've already highlighted why I like this. I'm not going to spend too much time. I had him going to the Jets. That's something that I would love to see. Have him you know, get somebody that can be a – utility back that they can utilize a lot and get really involved. I see the Jets shifting into a very pass-heavy team, especially trying to hang with the Buffalo Bills in that division, so I would like them there. Uh, who do you guys got it for? Well, Seto, do you, do you, where do you want to see Gainwell go? Um, for Gainwell, I kind of like, I mean, a lot of the options we've kind of already talked about running back, I think he would be beneficial to, um, but I think like kind of similar to my one with uh, Seattle, with there, there's already a guy there that he can be a solid role player too would be good. The, the next one that just kind of jumped into my head was with the Eagles, with him and Miles Sanders. I think a nice one-two punch with those guys could kind of help out both of them, prolong their career. Um, but then you just kind of get nervous with the you know backfields by committee. But damn near every team is like that now. So and the Eagles you need can't, receivers. You, you can't be afraid of that anymore. That's just, one of my biggest things is just because it's one guy compared to a guy who's better than him with the committee – doesn't always mean that he's yeah. getting more looks. And, you know, and I think that's something that I, because I do agree, the league is changing and evolving, and you need to change and evolve with it. And, you know, we are seeing, there is always going to be those few teams that have those dominant workhorse backs, but you are absolutely right. The league is shifting. A lot of teams have two running backs now that they use, and these both of these running backs are incredibly relevant. If you look, I can give you two examples without even thinking that hard about it. I can give you three right now of teams 
that had two top 24 backs. The Washington football team, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick was on a tear. He was a, catching RB, 17 passes a game. He was a certified one. The Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. The Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. That is three teams right there off rip that had three top that had two running backs that were top 24 backs in fantasy football. Yeah. The league is changing, and it's time to change with it. And so. Moving, and I would like it would be you know, and this is just a fun one, really quick. We uh, to pause on Gamewell. How how funny would it be to see him go to the Washington Football Team and just pair back up with Gibson? That just, would be fun. Just line him at split back and see what happens. That would be hilarious. <laughs> just imagine trying to defend the wishbone with those two. Like, oh my god, they have so much speed on that team right it's now. It's insane. So much. I love watching. Keep giving them more. So uh, moving forward to my number four. This was Ryan's number five. He did not make the list for Seta. I'm talking, and, I, and it's it's not a secret. I, I have a little man crush on this guy. I've been talking about him nonstop. I'm talking about running back North Carolina, Michael Carter. Michael Carter. I love this kid, and I would love him even more if he was an Atlanta Falcon. That's the Christmas wish list. You you give Matt Ryan a pass-catching running back like that, where we've seen Matt Ryan just utilize running backs. Plus, I've seen Michael Carter just be dominant all around. This is a guy that had you know well over 1,000 rushing yards last year, double-digit touchdowns for sure. He can handle the goal line work if you give it to him. And that Atlanta running back position has been proven to be a great spot. You put him with a guy like Mike Davis, because similar to, Mike, to Javante Williams, I've seen Michael Carter – other side of that spectrum, be successful in a committee. You give that one-two punch of Mike Davis and Michael Carter, that is dangerous. If I see Michael Carter land in the Falcons, if you're talking rookie drafts and dynasty leagues, that skyrockets him up to possibly my top seven. Ooh. Like, I, I, it's such a good landing spot for a running back, especially a guy like Carter that you can that has skill sets that are opposite to Mike Davis. Yeah. So they can utilize both of them. I would love him. He's a great runner too, man. He just... He doesn't second guess anything. He he's gets the so ball, good. he sees a hole, and he's just gone. He's he's not like the biggest big play runner, but man, like he I, finds openings all know, the time. I love Javante Williams, but there are people out there that think Carter is better than Williams, and I, they honestly have like there there is a world that that happens. Yeah, there is a world where that happens. Uh, my ideal landing spot, I'm gonna say Miami again. <laughs> You're just going back to this the well. Is, that's, I'm going back to the well. I, that's I, a so okay, but all right. So let's let's build on that. If he goes to Miami, where does that put him with your other with the big three? Let's hypothetically speaking here. Travis Etienne's a Bill, Carter is a Dolphin, Najee's a Steeler, and Williams is a Cardinal. Rank those four. I would go Etienne first, Harris second. No, not Harris second. Uh, Williams second, Harris third. I would still go. Same. Okay, okay. Carter that's four. what about you, Seta? Where do you want to see Michael? Do you, how much? Do you have a little, do you even like Michael Carter? He's not even your top yeah, five. Yeah, no, I, I like him. I think he has uh, a little bit of potential. I just think the last guy in mind, he's a personal sleeper favorite, so that's why he didn't make the cut properly. Um, but I, I also like Gainwell a lot, too, so I think Gainwell would have made it over him. Um, dream landing spot for me, um, this is another guy who I think is going to thrive in a committee. So I was uh, the, the first thing I thought of is a team that has utilized it so successfully in the past. That's New Orleans. I think him and Kamara That's a great would spot. be a, a very, very lethal type of, a, you know, it's not like they're drastically, you know, a different thing, but Kamara is just a different beast when it comes to running and catching out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. And it's just completely different, you know, compared to that. So I could definitely see a good committee backfield with New Orleans and they know how to, they know how to operate it. Too. Oh yeah. They make it work. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I do. So 
All right, we're, uh, we spent quite a lot of time on uh, running backs here. I know you had Kylan Hill in your top five. Do you want to talk about yeah, him really quick? Explain that away real quick. So that is my last guy, and I'm going to give a quick shout-out to one of my favorite NFL analysts, and he's a former agent, former GM. Um, that's Greg Cosell. He run, he like does NFL films, and all he does is watch film. So I just like I love listening to his takes and stuff. So after he was high on this guy, I had to go back and look at him some more. He was injured all of um, last season. He played a few games with them, um, but he was averaging over five and a half yards a carry the, the year before playing at Mississippi State against the SEC, had over 10 touchdowns, and he just shows that ability to just get down the field in a hurry. And he has breakaway speed, breakaway talent, and I can just see him. He's a perfect size for a running back. He's one of those guys who's one of my favorite sleepers this year, and if he goes to a right situation, he can definitely break out. So to find that right situation. So for me... The perfect situation for him would be to go to Jacksonville. Um, and I know they have a couple of guys there, uh, but I think with that style, college style of offense, I think it would be perfect for him. They're going to have a lot of receivers, a lot of empty sets spreading it out, and he can be both good in the pass and in the run game. Yeah, you know Urban's going to get creative that first year. He's going to swing some college stuff right out there. I love LaVisca Chenault. And the, 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 last, the only other place I thought of with Kylan Hill was uh, the Patriots. Um, I think that he's just one of those guys who's not the, the highest name on the board but has the skill set of some of those guys, and Belichick would be able to run that guy into the ground for three or four seasons, and then boom, he's gone. But, you know, with those seasons, he'll be great for him. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, um, we should probably move into a different sec- sec- section. Bobby, we should. My mama said we should try and find our words. But um, just to highlight a spot that was not really brought up that I do think needs to be brought up. Let me see, like Chuba Hubbard, Kenny Gainwell, somebody with a lot of speed. I want to see them in a 49ers uniform because holy shit, give give Kyle Shannon some more running backs with talent like that. You know, well, like somebody even like Etn. If he could find his way in a 49ers uniform, that would be amazing. I just want to make sure our listeners know if the 49ers use, I know they don't have a lot of early draft capital, but if they find a way to get a running back in the top four rounds, you should pay attention to which name that was. They're worth at the very least a fourth round dynasty draft pick. Exactly. They will be used at some point somehow. And probably be very effective. Probably get you 160 yards and three touchdowns that first game and then turf toe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk some wide receivers, shall we? Let's do this. Now, this is where... Me and you get a little contested. We've, we've been we've been having some fun. We've been having a lot of fun. Uh, Jamar Chase is the clear cut number one. I don't, I'm not even going to say. Did mine. I tell you he's pro- he's actually um the, I I can't keep changing this so the things official it's officially out but he's actually slipped the number four for me. Dumb. How? Elijah Moore. But, but also like, how? Elijah Moore. Isn't Elijah Moore like five seven? Elijah Moore is better than Jamar Chase. At what? Everything. At nothing. At, at squeezing through mouse holes. <laughs> I just love messing with you. Jeez. I do like Elijah Christ. Moore more than Chase. But I like Elijah Moore too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that dude's also like 5'6". Yeah. Jamar I Chase. I think you're thinking of Tony. Is a fucking. St- like, no, Tony's six foot. Look at this. On my sheet right here, it says Jamar Chase. Only notes I wrote. Duh. <laughs> Jamar Chase is the best. So wh- where do you want to see Jamar Chase? I, I want to see him. On my list. I'm going to put him realistically. I have three teams written here and they are drafting pretty early. That's Cincinnati, Detroit, Miami. Okay. Miami is drafting every player from you. Yeah, I, I know. You yeah, just want everywhere to go, Miami. <laughs> Pretty much. I think I think they got a big fantasy upside if they take the right guys. But I mean Cincinnati, pair him back up with Burrow, watch magic happen. You could put him anywhere and watch magic happen. I don't need to argue against that. Dream spot, I think, would be Cincinnati for me, though. If they did take him I at could that, agree with that. At that because he's a good compliment. Yeah. 
and he gets to go back. With I'd his rather boy. see Smith there, but but he's going to be a stud no matter where he goes. I don't think so. So I, I like Jamar Chase. He's my like one B in my ranking. He's very close to being the number one guy. He's only twenty one um, years old. He was the best receiver on his team, and the the other receiver who got drafted last year just balled out in the NFL. So I don't think there's anything to you know to, to even think about. This guy's going to be, if not as good as Justin Jefferson, maybe better. He's a stud, and my dream landing spot. I'm not going to steal Ryan's with Cincy, but I think that connection with Burrow would be nice and solid. But I'm I mean, that's just, the best spot. I, I think Miami, um, mainly because they don't have a T. Higgins and they don't have a Joe Mixon and they don't have a guy who is going to take a lot of their targets away. So, I mean, I do like Devontae Parker. I like him a lot, but he's kind of like, hey, you should have already hit your prime, dude. What are you yeah. doing? You what, know, what's so, taking so long, man? So yeah, I kind of like Miami. Traded him for a third. <laughs> I think he could turn into that, like, number one guy in Miami. He's going to be, and I will say this right now, so it's on the record. Maybe not next year, but from every year then on for his career, he's going to be one of those first-round wide receivers taken in every redraft. What did you think about mine and your brother's bet where I'm taking the sophomore class and he's taking the rookie class and we're setting lineups every week, and the loser has to do a stand-up bid and pay $15 to the other one? I think I would take the freshman bit. Oh, I'm taking. I'm all on the sophomore class. I, I you know, and I, I have an issue with this. And like, I, I want to be clear. I don't want to. I don't want to look like a big dumb dumb here. I'm not saying <laughs> too late. that you Jamar said he Chase was is bad. I like Jamar. I think Jamar Chase is a good receiver. My take against him is I just he's really good at everything, but he's not amazing at anything. And I cannot stand everybody throwing in my face. He was better than Jefferson in college. He was better than Jefferson in college. He's going to be better in the NFL because that's fucking bullshit. Just because you're better in college, it's different. It's a different game. If you're better than me at chess, does that mean you're going to be better than me at checkers? No, no, but aren't you going to make the same argument for Devonte Smith in a little bit? I'm not. No, I'm that I, he was I, the best in college, but. My argument for Devontae Smith is the route running ability and the talent. We'll save we'll save that for Devontae we'll Smith. We'll talk, talk about Smith. I know you're gonna talk size on I, I mean like, like of we, course we're gonna talk size on size matters. We we can talk we can talk size whatever matters. about Jamar Chase, but like my whole thing with him is he won the best receiver in the year of the year in the, like, like when he was playing. It's if just he a different came, game. That's all if I'm he would have came out last season, like his age would have allowed him to, he would have been drafted. Just as high as Rugs, as Judy, as he would have Jefferson. been the first off the yeah, board. But look, look at the players you literally look at the players that you just named. Just as high in Rugs and Judy, they were both letdowns. Just because you have draft capital at the receiver position, look. I mean, I mean, Judy was a letdown because he had Drew Lock throwing true. to that's, him. That's true. Judy at is least good. he had at least Jefferson had Cousins, who's somewhat reputable every other week. You know, well, Cousins is low key a good receiver, and that's that's part of the or a low key good quarterback. That's part of the thing is Jefferson has Kirk Cousins. He's in a good situation. I don't know where Jamar Chase is going to go. That landing spot is going to factor into this. But the other thing that I want to point out is, if you're talking NFL on the offensive side of the ball, tight end and wide receiver are the two hardest positions to translate from college to NFL. That's They're the hardest positions to move forward to. But if you have a generational talent that everyone is consensus on, they usually pan out, don't they? Let's say that to Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins was, I don't eh. think was a generational talent. I mean, he was like he the was very number good. seven overall. Yeah. He was very good. Mike Williams, same thing. Look, very good. But never generational. Like, people are comping this dude to Calvin Johnson. I mean, you can comp. People are comping Chase Claypool to Calvin Johnson. Every receiver that's somewhat big is comp to Calvin, Calvin Johnson. So, so my only thing, the last thing I'm going to leave on with Chase is 
I personally remember last year once the first round was over, everyone was commenting like, man, why didn't Jefferson go to the Eagles? Man, he could have went here. He could have went to the Raiders. It would have been awesome. He would have been the number one guy. But everyone was crapping on that Viking situation. They were like, oh, man, they still got Thielen. And I'm saying the the general populace was, you know, oh, man, they got Thielen. Can he fill Dick's shoes? They're going to run the ball all the time with Cook. Who knows what's even going to happen? And boom, you want to know what happens? Talent outweighs the situation. And when they're that talented, it's going to work no matter where he goes. I don't care where Chase goes. He could go to Detroit. He'll he'll still be a top 15 receiver. I don't think. I don't think any of the big receivers are going to Detroit because I don't think Detroit's taking a wide no. receiver in the first round. No. A rebuild doesn't start with a receiver. But the point is, the landing spot, the, Jamar Jeff or Jamar, wow, com- Justin Jefferson was great because he went to a great spot with Kirk Cousins. I, I didn't look at it as a bad spot. I, Kirk Cousins, you can shit on him all you want for fantasy, and for fantasy, he's not that great. But for your receivers, he's accurate. He's a good quarterback. Those are good targets. Those aren't Mitch Trubisky targets that Allen Robinson has to deal with and find a way to be successful, which he does. But that's my point. And I'm not saying that if you know if Jamar Chase goes to a great landing spot, he is going to move up my board. That's just how that would work. Because he is a good receiver. But to just automatically claim that he's going to be better than the guy that we just saw light every rookie fantasy record on fire in Justin Jefferson – who put up 1,400 yards his rookie season and had was the wide receiver six, something we have never seen. It's asinine to me to just automatically hand him that title. because Even he, if the player who was on his team played better than him? In college, yes. But if you're better than me at checkers, it does not mean you're better than me at see, chess. So I can see that, and I can understand the whole checkers chess thing, but the difference between playing college football compared to playing in the SEC and then playing from the SEC to the NFL, like that's very, very and close. Dominating SEC, the SEC and SEC winning the is so close to the NFL because everyone goes to the SEC to play. There's four other schools besides the teams in the SEC who constantly produce NFL talent. So when you're going against NFL talent, left and right, left and right, you know some things are going to translate because those players that you're doing it against are going to be playing against you on Sundays. Okay. So I, I just I think Jamar Chase is very clear cut as. A great possession receiver, a great slot receiver, a great receiver who's going to run the right routes, be where he needs to be, and he's just an overall athletic freak. Yep. Yeah, and I, I'm not. And for the record, I'm not saying he's bad. He will be a wide receiver two or better, but I don't Dream think he's going to be. A gen- I, I think Cincinnati. I, I think. It, well, it's see, it's tough because I, I, I think the best thing Cincinnati can and should do is take a lineman. I don't really, I, I would like to see him in Miami. I think that's a good spot. I you know, the best spot the best thing that Chase can do in my opinion is go somewhere where there is another option to take coverage away, similar to what Justin Jefferson did where he can he can work his way into being a phenomenal wide receiver and having that, you know, those opening having not having the full coverage on him. Like if he went to Detroit, that's a downgrade to me cuz he has all the focus. And that's a lot of pressure. I think he'll be good with receiver. all the focus. I don't think he, see I don't think he will. Let's move on. Did you? Yeah, clear cut number one. Let's just get it moving. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> that was a lot of chase talk. Not clear cut because my number one is Devonta Smith. And my number one is Devonta Smith. So the next guy we're going to be talking about is Mr. Devonta yeah, Smith. The clear cut number one. My number three. That's so weird, weird flex, okay. but okay. I compared or the last time we were just talking to Jamar Chase. It's going to be a long episode. I, I did a <laughs> lot of comparisons to Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson, I feel like if anybody who's doing any kind of right research and prep for the draft last year, you go in and you're like, okay, watching this film, Justin Jefferson, best receiver in this class. Easily. 
yeah, maybe his height or his size or whatever, you know, oh, yeah, Judy's taller and, you know, he runs a better route and Ruggs runs a 4-2, whatever. Everyone saw on the film who was the best receiver. And that's Devontae Smith. That's him. That's him in, in, you know, that's just him this year. He was the best player. He won the Heisman as a receiver. It doesn't happen. Unheard of. Skills translate, you know, to the NFL. You know, sometimes they do something. They don't. This dude's just a baller. He's a great football player, and I'm so excited to see him just ball out. When I was watching film last season when we were prepping for the rookies, and I was looking at Judy, I was looking at Ruggs, I was looking at a lot of the Alabama guys, there was one guy who stuck out, Devonta Smith. And I was telling everybody since last season when they were drafting, hey, yeah, two guys are going in the top, you know, few rounds for the Alabama guys. Wait till the next year. Wait till next year because this dude's way, even way better. So I don't care if he weighs 170 pounds. It's 166 now. Yeah, and I'm looking at a list of right now of wide receivers since 2016 who've weighed oh my God. under 180 and had at least 40 catches. And how many and of nobody that, comes close to him? How many? How many of those won the Heisman? None. Oh, I'm no. not knocking okay. the Devontae okay. Smith talent. This is not a knock on him. I think he is the best route runner, and he's got probably the surest hands in this draft. He is an incredible talent. That size is just not – you can't just overlook that. You can't. He's going to get bullied by defensive backs. He's ah. going to get bullied in press coverage. Did he he's get bullied? You, the you same thing out we're talking about, Jamar, Jamar I just got to say something to your brother. He's getting the protractor out. Oh, man, you and your fucking stats, man. <laughs> This You're, is not stats. This is somebody who's going to get... Since 2016, only six receivers... I just have wanted to see, because I was looking... I just wanted to see, has anyone been around that's been like him? That That's fair. No one is. Exactly. I mean, he won... He's not lying. He won the Heisman, okay? So it's like, that doesn't happen in college football ever, let alone now. It's quarterback dominated, and it's always been. This dude was the best player in college fucking football last year. Now, exactly. He's going to be a stud. Here's my question to you. If he goes to my dream landing spot... What does this do for you with him in our, in my in your rankings? Because I would and this is possible. I would love to see him as an LA Charger. Pair him up with Keenan Allen, have Justin Hurt that and that is possible. I have somebody else on this list going there, but I I would like that. I would like that more than I would like him in Miami or in Philadelphia or in Detroit. See, my my landing spot for him would be Philly. Um, I think he can be I that. Like too. I think they're so young, they're so bad, they're so, you know, on the cusp of a rebuild that they can slowly design their offense around Hertz and a guy with a skill set of Devonta Smith. And the nice thing about him, and because I thought about Philly too, I put that was on my list. The nice thing is you give him somebody that's quick and can is such a good route runner. It gives Hertz a guy that doesn't have the necessarily the strongest arm in the league a nice outlet to throw the ball to on those mid short routes. So I do like that, and he's shifty enough that I'm not concerned about him with the press, and I'm not concerned about him with injury because he knows how to shift himself to a way that he doesn't take those massive hits. Uh, I'm betting on the talent with Devonta Smith. So I will anyway. bet against you. Fair enough. But my ideal landing spot for him, with in realm of where he's probably going to go, I would say the Giants. Okay. What? 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 what, what, what why? Why? With Kenny Galladay? With Kenny Galladay? Because Kenny Galladay is going Sterling to be Shepherd. the big. Evan you know, Ingram. the big guy, the big main target. Devontae Smith will move around the field. He'll find openings. He'll okay. he'll get 10 Darius catches. Slayton. You just want to bury Darius Slayton even more. Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Rudolph. They got like Wait, seven Ru- pass catchers on that I team. I thought Kyle Rudolph was a brown. No, Kyle Rudolph's oh, yeah. a giant. Oh, yeah, that's a, that did have some. No, but I think I need he needs to go to his place where he'll be able to get open enough to get those 10 catches a game. That's fair. That's fair. We should, uh, we should move things forward here. All right. Uh, want to talk about my number two then? Who's your number two? Uh, Rashad Bateman. 
Oh, that's fair. That's that, he's my number five. I don't. Did he make? Did he make your list? I don't think he did. No, he's, which no. is absurd to me. It's just like Justin. Let's talk w- about that. Why is Rashad Bateman not in your top five? Because he's just like Justin Watson. <laughs> Justin who? Justin exactly. Watson. You mean superstar Justin Watson? <laughs> the, dude, the, the dude who hey, got he drafted. was very fantasy relevant for the Tampa Bay football. The dude who got drafted from the same school last year with the same measurables and the similar stats. Oh, and, dude, I love and Rashad Bateman. I think I, you're insane. I think he's okay. And for a lot of these receivers, um, after for me personally, after my like top three or four, it's a honestly after my top five, there's a big cluster of these guys to where like yeah, I may not love Rashad Bateman the most, but if he goes to the Green Bay Packers, he immediately jumps up to yeah, like number three or, or number two, spot you know, because that's just a perfect spot for him, instant opportunity. But if he goes to a team like the Ravens, I, don't, I still think he's going to be a wash, you now, know. Spoiler alert, there is one receiver we're going to talk about tonight that if he goes to the Ravens, I actually think it's great for him. I'll let you guys back. We can. It, <laughs> I would hope it's my number five, and that would be Mr. Marshall. It's not. Okay. It's probably Waddle. It is Waddle. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I love Rashad Bateman. 6'2", 209 pounds, runs a 4.3940 time. He's excellent hands, great at contested catches. I would absolutely love to see him in your landing spot for Devonta Smith. Give Jalen Hurts a possession receiver that he can rely on on third down and in the red zone. I want to see Bateman as an eagle. He already has Travis Fulgham. Who the fuck is Travis Fulgham? Exactly. No, Green Bay would be the perfect spot for him. Pair him up with Devontae Adams. The dude can stretch the field. He could so fucking fast. Do something that get the Will Fuller that we wanted. I would love so, to see him, but the only thing is, I feel like he's he's closer to a Devontae Adams than he is like a Tyreek Hill or that four four. Now, now, to Devontae Adams. now, did Bateman play this year? Um, I don't remember because no. I got confused. I know there was another guy, I believe from Purdue, who originally sat uh, was going to opt out and then came in and decided to play. I thought that was. I think that was. Was that, that Rondell that was Moore? Marshall and um in LSU. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I just for me. With him, I don't know. I'm just I'm not too big on him. I like him. Um, in his him skills don't impress me that much. It's more about his landing spot for Bateman for me. All right. So um, let's talk about my number two, and I think your number. Where, where do you have Waddle? Number four. I got him three. Yeah. So, so, so this is probably ones. like the closest we've been on consensus of something for is, the receiver position. Yeah. yeah. We like Waddle. And we like him for different reasons. Uh, I compared him to you in a text message the other week, Chris, to Henry Ruggs. In which I I shamed you. Uh, I literally shamed you on the small talk episode for that. That was all geared at you. Because every single bit you of don't that. think he's just like Ruggs? He's absolutely not like Ruggs. What? That you have he's, to give him the good. ball in open space and let him run 80 yards no, for him to be good? he's good either way. Ruggs would be good, too, if he was in a better I would spot. not be shocked if we saw well, – this isn't helping my statement. Right. I was about to say I would not be shocked at all if we saw Jalen Waddle be the first receiver off the board, but I think Ruggs was the first receiver last <laughs> He year. was? Yes, he was. So, for me, I like Waddle. I mean, he has the elite speed. He has, you know, he has elite talent when he's on the field. You can tell he's one of those top guys when he's on the field. Um, he that's suffered, the difference. He suffered that ankle injury this season, and that's what made me drop him down a few pegs. Um, he's still number three for my list, so it's not terrible. But you you get nervous about those reoccurring injuries, especially for someone that fast. Freaks of nature like that—they're not meant to be real people, no. so they don't last that long. <laughs> and it just so that makes me nervous. What's but your uh, dream, dream landing spot, spot for me? Would uh, it was a spot that someone else named earlier, but that's for the Chargers. That's what know, I have written down too. With I, Keenan, you know, I, I, I did originally perfect. have him there. I have three spots that I like him. He's the, and I'm going to say this right now. He's the only receiver. In this draft class, the only one that if he went to Baltimore, he would not move down in my rankings. If Devonta Smith is a Raven, 
Devonta Smith would I would have Jamar Chase about Devonta Smith. Pretty much don't care where Chase goes at that point. Any other receiver in this class goes to the Ravens, they will move down, except for Waddle. Because I think that Lamar, unlike Derek Carr, has the arm talent. He just doesn't have the accuracy to actually utilize somebody that's good at going down the field and catching the ball. And if Waddle can step up and be the number one receiver that I believe that he can, because that is, in my in my opinion, that's what's stopping Lamar and that Ravens team from taking the leap. They need a certified number one. No, it's the fact that he can't throw except for straight across the yeah. field into the into the middle of the field. But that's, that's the, the thing. thing. That's what all he needs to do with a guy like Jalen Waddle. You have Jalen Waddle on a streak right up the middle, and that's all he needs to do. My other spot, I'd let, this is a spot that, all, honestly, all three of these probably won't happen, but... I'd like to see him in Green Bay for the same reason. You mix him with um uh, with Devontae Adams, a good field stretcher, and then hear me out. You guys are gonna love this one. This one absolutely will not happen, but God, would it be nice? Let's see Waddle's a Cleveland Brown. Ooh. You pair him with that receiving core, somebody that can stretch the field, somebody that is capable, and Baker, a guy that can get him that ball. And when the, they have a a top run defense that you have to creep those safeties up on to respect Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, Jalen Waddle would do damage. As a Cleveland Brown. Now, be, I don't think that can happen, though. Be, be ready for any of the number, you know, top receivers dropping to the back of the round for the Browns to snag them up. You know, they have Odell. They have Jarvis. But they're also costing $20 million yeah. a year combined. Oh, I've been saying more, I think they're a good landing spot for a receiver, but especially a speed field-stretching one like Waddle. Give us that Travis Benjamin back. I would like to see that. So, yeah. Uh, five? So I have Elijah Moore as my number four right now. Oh, I love Elijah Moore. I, I just I absolutely love him. I want to see him as a Green Bay Packer. I think that he is elusive. I love just everything about him. I love Ole Miss and what they do with wide receivers. They are a wide receiver factory. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. I've watched you know, and I was not high on Elijah Moore and when I started all this, he was not even in my top twenty-four. And then the more and more I dug on the kid, the more and more he has just risen and risen and I just I think he's got what it takes to be a phenomenal receiver in the NFL I'm not scared of the fact that he's 5'9 I'm really not and if I could see him getting he is somebody that needs a good landing spot but I would love to see him as a Green Bay Packer I think yeah that's probably the best spot for him best spot for any wide receiver in this draft really is the Green Bay (laughs) probably I, I like Elijah Moore not as much as I like my next guy we'll talk about but I like him a lot yeah, I think Elijah Moore can provide a lot of upside to be playing in the slot for, you know, a little bit of a later round, maybe se- late second, early third round uh, talent for some, you know, one of the teams that are a little bit more complete looking for a role player. So who do you want to talk about? Because you're getting eager over there. you got ants in your pants. No ants in my pants. I'm just looking at my list, and I've got one guy here that I don't know. Do you guys have him on your list? So I have one guy left that I don't know if you guys have on your list. And I, it's like my I, favorite receiver. I think receivers draft. are ones that we should kind of branch a little bit out of the top two because i got another guy that I, that's not even on my top five that I do want to talk about. All right, so this is the last guy I want to talk about for me, and that's Terrace Marshall. Okay, cool. He's in my like top Ter- five. I love Terrence Marshall. He is. He's, I'm watching his highlight film earlier, and I'm watching him. Going like this is like what Josh Gordon was doing when he was those first years with the Browns, you know, when he's not on the pot and when he's playing his best football. He's, he's a big dude, a big dude who's super fast and like he gets one break, gets the ball, and he can do anything with it. He is a playmaker, man. He can ball. And if he ended up in say Tennessee later in that draft, he's the only ten I see. Get him with AJ Brown. I think some magic can happen there. I like him a lot. That would be interesting. I, You know, I love Terrence Marshall. He was originally in my top five, and then he's actually now slipped to number seven for me. 
But and that's not a mark against him. This is just a really loaded receiver draft class, and um, I love him a lot. I did have a spot for him. I said, "Where do you want to see him?" Let me find my spot. So the first one I first thought of was the Baltimore Ravens, um, and I think that's mainly because of his size. He can be that dominant number one. I do he think that's be that, a spot. With the he could be the to. red zone threat. Has the actual possibility of going there. Six three um, with a four four forty is. I don't know disturbing. if he's going to be good there because of all the reasons why I hate Lamar Jackson and why he's not that good of a quarterback. Um, so that's what makes me nervous. Now, if Lamar can progress with a dominant number one, like everyone keeps saying, that's all they need, that's all they need, that's all they need, then, you know, maybe if they get a Terrence Marshall, he will take that next step and the Browns will be shit out of luck. How funny is it going to be if the Browns trade up or something and snake Baltimore's wide out right before him? God, that'd be so funny. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and like, here's the thing. This is why I said what I said last, I mean, a minute ago. If Terrence Marshall went to the Ravens, he would get a massive downgrade to me because I don't, I think Jalen Waddle has what it takes to step up and be that elite number one off rip. And I'm not saying Terrence Marshall can't do that. He can. But if he, I, I, th- I can see Waddle doing it right off the bat. I think that a guy like Terrence Marshall, as much as I do think he has potential to be good, if you throw him right into that situation where he needs to be that guy, I think we're going to see a lot of what we saw with Hollywood Brown, where he has potential, but he fails. So I don't like him there. Um, I'm trying to think of a good spot for him. I don't really have one for him, but you know, obviously there's a lot of good wide receiver landing spots. I didn't really give one for him, So, but I mean, you can obviously yeah. stick with like Miami and all these other spots. Yeah, all there. these other wide receiver needy spot. Now, what about the Bears? What if you went to the Bears? Give Allen Robinson a comp, especially because, you know, and I, that's that's realistic. I can see the Bears taking a wide out because who knows if Allen Robinson's going to be there next year. True, and that's that's a good point. Um, I think it would hurt him for his rookie year, that's for sure. Andy Dalton. They're, for Andy Dalton and for the fact that I think him and Robinson are similar type players. They're big dudes who are pretty fast, and I think he wherever he goes, I think he will become their one, their, like, X receiver. So I think... Er, Chicago is not ideal for me. I think Tennessee, I'm, he won't be the number one there, but I think lined up opposite of A.J. Brown, they can do some damage. So you're going to take him at 108 in the rookie draft? If, if he falls to me and I like where he gets drafted, yeah. Uh, somebody that I want to talk about really quick, a guy that you guys, I don't know how you guys feel about him. I don't even know if you guys know who he is. Nico Collins, wide receiver out of Michigan. I fucking love Nico Collins. I have been hyping Nico Collins up a lot. This is the one receiver I want to see this kid in a Detroit Lions uniform because they can get him in like the second or third round. And I just think he fits the mold of what they just lost in Kenny Galladay. You're looking at a big bodied receiver that has some speed that can go up. I mean, he, this is 6'4", 214 pounds. He ran a 4'4", 240. Like, and I love him. He's a double digit threat for touchdowns. I think that he would be great there. He could line up opposite of Perryman and they could really utilize. That's somebody that I would not mind walking into that role. I wouldn't expect like wide receiver one numbers from him, but I just, I like Nico Collins a lot. Kind of like DPJ asking away, you know, wide receivers at Michigan, they're never as good as they should be. Like they're, they're talented, but they don't do well there. He's going to break the mold on that. I, I can see it for sure. I like Collins a lot. So the last guy I kind of want to mention real quick, and I want to get your guys' opinion on him, is Mr. Kadarius Tony, a.k.a. the Joker from Florida. Um, so this is another Greg Cosell fave. So I definitely um, fallen in love with him from, you know, just watching this film. He's not the best route runner. His comp route running for me is like an Odell, where he gets open with his athleticism, but the timing will need some development. Um, as well as with the ball in his hand, 
he reminds me of Antonio Brown slash Odell Beckham, where he's the most dominant person I've ever seen with the ball in his hand. You put him at punt return, you put him, give him a screen pass, you could throw him in the backfield, anything. Get this kid the ball, and he's unreal. I think he'll thrive in one of those, um, you know, improviser-style um, offenses where he can just get open, and then the quarterback can chuck it down the field. Number one landing spot would be Kansas City, number Ooh. one. And I think he would. He does be, fit the mold to play there. He yep. can. He can run. He has the speed. If you don't, or if you don't run like a four four, you're not allowed to play there. Definitely. <laughs> so I definitely could see him thriving there um, in the slot. And then the one other spot I was looking at was oh crap, I just lost my train of thought. But I, I definitely think Kansas City would be like one of the better options for him. Um, and he could just you know run into that slot. He can break down. You know, take off. Oh, and the last one was he can play inside of those two big receivers in Arizona. Those were my two dream landing spots for Kyler and for Pat Mahomes, you know, breaking down, moving out of the pocket, and you just see Tony just streaking down the middle of the field, and boom. You know, it's going to be very tough to guard. I hope that happens so bad just because I traded Christian Kirk in both of my dynasty leagues, and it would be just so funny to watch his value (laughs) just get tanked. Yeah. (laughs) I have dreams of him in Miami, but I... I Arizona would be everybody beautiful. Ryan wants everybody to go to Miami and I don't even like, do you want Trevor Lawrence to go to Miami too? I think think the dolphins is this year's Ravens. You know what's funny? They're growing on me. He's he's his favorite team. Let's talk about, we got one last guy to talk about and he's not a wide receiver, but he is a wide receiver. And he is. It's obvious. But he's not. We're going to, we're going to shift to tight end. Let's talk about Kyle Pitts. Do you want him to go to Miami? Uh, no, I want him to go to Atlanta at four. Me too. And then get ETN in the second round. I'm licking my chops for all that fantasy production. I don't think ETN goes in the second round. He's, uh, I mean, if you're looking at Vegas numbers, they have the over-under at one and a half for running no, backs in the first that. round. I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm smashing the ETN first running back off the board bed. Really? I am. Oh, wow. I am. I think Harris will, but, you know, your money's your money, friend. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm known to waste yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I think he could be a bet. Like, that's what worries me about, like, a Tampa Bay type of situation. I don't want ETN to get snagged with that last pick. I want him to fall into the early second round where there are teams like Atlanta. I think Buffalo or somebody takes him in the first. That'd be awesome too. Just not Tampa Bay, please. Yeah, well, Tampa Bay doesn't pick till the end. I love Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. That's I was going to say, wait, wait. Are we still talking about Pitts? Are we talking about We started talking about ETN. I was so we confused to, we get, for we a get, We're too excited about ETN. <laughs> I would love Pitts in Atlanta. That's my favorite spot. But just to have some fun here, I also put down Cincinnati. I know they need a lineman. That's what they should do. That's what they wanted. That's what I want them to do. I know they're probably going to take Chase, but how fun would it be to watch a receiving core of Kyle Pitts and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd tearing it up with the Joe Mixon backfield and Samaj P. Ryan catching passes? Yep. It would be a fun combination. I think that's something that, I mean, you look at Burrow, you know, see Cincinnati take that, like, Kansas City mold with, like, Pitts and T. Higgins. I know that T. Higgins doesn't resemble Tyreek, but, like, just like that whole, you know, we got our dominant T. Higgins is similar to A.J. Green, and then we have that dominant Travis Kelsey-style tight end. I think that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of, they'd be a, like a bomb waiting to happen. What about you, Sada? Where do you want to see Kyle Pitts? So for me, where I have him mocked, and I think this is actually where he's going to end up, and it's a lot later than everyone else is projecting, and I think this is going to be a perfect landing spot for him. That's Carolina. Ooh. And I could see him going number eight. Spot. You know, he can open up the middle of the field for those crossing routes for DJ and for um, Roby. And, you know, with Darnold going there, depending on if they do anything else, as much as people hate on Darnold, you know, he's shown he's a top five pick, whether, when it's, whether it's talent, skills, or whatever. He was drafted in the top five. He's got he's potential. Shown, yeah, he's shown the potential. Get him so some weapons. Maybe Gase, you know, was that bad, and they can turn him around here. And, you know, with Matt Rule and the, you know, College style offense, spreading the ball out, 
you got CMC. It's it's a it's a high powered offense. If you that add is a another, lot of weapons, you add another playmaker like Pitts to that. Who you guarding? You're gonna guard DJ Moore. You're gonna guard Roby. You're gonna guard Pitts. You're gonna guard CMC. It's hard. Yeah, it's I don't know who I would guard. I, I like that a lot. That I would do. that'd be great for fantasy purpose wise. That would be so awesome. That would be such a fun offense to watch. I would be watching them on Sunday Ticket a lot. Anything else you guys got? I think that's it. This was a lot of fun. Um, this, go ahead. I was going to say, you guys, uh, be on the lookout. Make sure you're following our Instagram account. We're going to have uh, our very own fearless, uh, destructive, every other negative thing you can think of. We got uh, a man Michael, on the streets. Michael Seto running wild in the streets. Yep, I got uh, you know media press passes, so I'm gonna be in. A, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going downtown <laughs> to the to the draft. So anyone out of town or who did not reserve their spots in time, do not worry. You will be able to see it live tomorrow. So be on the lookouts for that. All right, and you can follow us on Twitter at Hitstick Fantasy. I'm at the Real Ryan Long at that Sims Kid that Sims Kid 15, and at Michael underscore Seta. I got it remembered now. Yeah. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Mama said, Travis Etienne, no matter what. No matter what. Draft day, Johnny Manziel. Fuck you, Corey Long. <laughs>